Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to Star Trek Aegir Season 2, Episode 3, a Star Trek Adventures actual play using the rules by Modifius Entertainment. My name is Elias the Game Master, and joining me are a lovely group of individuals. I only have two quick announcements uh, to start off the stream. The first is that starting in June, I will be running the Fallout 2D20 module Winter of Adam. And that's with a brand new group of people, and that will be on Wednesday evenings at 9 p.m. starting the first week of June. So do look forward to that on the channel. The other announcement is that if I can figure out a better day and time, I will be running a Star Trek Sabine game. That will probably be some time on Sunday, maybe Saturday. I still have to figure out a good time for it. But if you are interested in playing Star Trek Adventures with me and with other members of the community, I do recommend joining the Discord, watching my socials and all that for the application link. Uh, other than that, I'm eager to get started. So let's do introductions, starting with Randy. Good evening, everybody. I'm uh, Randy, also known online as Dr. Nemesis. Uh, tonight I will be playing your Talaxian captain, whose name, to, whose name is Axelin. All right, Jeremy. All right, I'm Jeremy. I play our uh, I play our ship's intrepid Trill X Borg first officer, Commander Dujan Roos. And Peter. Hey everybody, I'm Peter, or Petrus Aquinas on the interwebs, and I play the pragmatic engineer, the Vulcan, Bectan. And last but not least, Jeff. Jeff, also known as Sunday. I am your Boolean helmsman and proprietor of the best little spore house in Starfleet. That's in a JG ranking this role. Spore house? Spore house. I'm not even going to ask questions. We're just going to go into that intro video. <laughs> And welcome back. So something we like doing is we have the players do an opening log, and tonight that falls to our first officer. So first officer, take it away. First officer's log, supplemental. Aegir is currently en route to make first contact with an interesting race. I anticipate that the most troubling or interesting issue with this race will be their size. The largest among them is about the size of a, a small to medium Terran dog. So all of their architecture, ships, technology is suited to them. So it should be an interesting experience seeing how we can interface and work together moving forward. 
If I seem a bit distracted, I'm troubled by the loss of a former crewmate. While we were able to rescue two from the Borg, I had to make the choice to lose one. I don't like losing people. Let's see if we can't keep it from happening again. End log. We have one momentum, which uh, when combined with chat means you're starting it too. All right, so where we begin is all of you in, let's just say the bridge for sake of argument. You're just coming up on the exterior of the Giyu space or Gyu space. And at the moment, you're just sort of waiting for a good chance to go in and introduce yourselves. But I did want to give you guys a chance to discuss the Gyu and uh, any other points of order before I started throwing plot at you. So take it away. All right. Let's try to minimize the uh, appearance of invading their space and being allied with the Borg this time around, everyone. Uh, uh, let's go ahead and do a quick pop quiz. Who wants to go first? Facts about the Giyu. Shrooms. They're small. They are small, yeah. Or we're uh, large. Yay big, I think, according to uh, Astra. Astra, yay big. Astra materializes and says, about the size of a Cocker Spaniel, sir. Okay. Vectan, facts about the uh, Gyu. What do you got? Well, Captain, I have a moderate examination of their technology from a distance. They appear to use a crystalline element known as Belitrium as their primary power source. It requires an antimatter converter. Is it stable? It appears to be. Safe is an entirely different question. Well, I mean, anything that's going to generate power has definitely got a a little bit of an element of danger to it. Indeed. Okay. Our own warp core, for example, if it goes unstable, can destroy the entire ship in a matter of seconds. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, All right. uh, Numero uno, what do you got? We should be careful, sir. If my memory is correct, this species, their technology is, ex- they, they've breached the warp barrier only recently. So the prime directive may still be in effect to some degree. Absolutely. Okay, well, fantastic. Um, let's make sure that if anything comes in on the spore phone, we pick up on it immediately, just in case this uh, race also communicates that way. But meanwhile, let's just send out our standard first contact greeting, eh? I'm spending Astra. the chat complication to say that the spore phone rings. <laughs> I go to answer it. And uh, you actually hear a familiar voice on the other side. It's uh, Lovely Spark. And she says, So uh, I just wanted to check in to make sure that uh, your departure was well and that your captain uh, wasn't uh, feeling the heat. Um... <laughs> I, he got better. It took him a little bit, but he's doing much better now. Yeah, when he left and, here, he looked like a wilted lily. It was kind of pathetic, if I'm being honest. It, I don't know. His species is very well-traveled, but I don't know if they're very well experienced in the culinary ex- extravagances. Like He's palately challenged. Did that... I like that. 
Anyway, uh, there is another reason I called, not just to make pleasantries. Uh, I did want to let you know that we did look into the Zava, the ones you warned us about. Oh, yes. Uh, we are sending a delegation to make first contact, but I did want to say that uh, we're expecting good things. Oh, that is fantastic news. We're actually on our way to go meet the you? Ah, yes, the uh, wrath ones you spoke about. Ah, yes. The, um, this will... Hopefully we'll be able to bring everybody closer together in this area of space. Very good. Well, I still have to research what we know about the Zava, so I'll leave it there, but... Uh, no problem. It, I have to ask, we're a far distance away from you, and you're still able to reach out on the spore phone. Well, yeah, the network's connected to literally everything everywhere. That's something else to be... Okay. Didn't realize that the communications could reach out along that the same channels. That is very interesting. Yeah. And very helpful to know that we can check on... You can call us if you need us, and, if, and we can talk back with you. Sounds good. Have fun. And then there's a click. Has it clicked before? No. It's like literally somebody has added the hang-up sound to the phone. Well, I guess that's better Did than somebody Did you appreciate the, the auditory edition? Oh, sir, that was... Actually, it did really let me know when the connection was done, but... I have seen you often stare into space as the calls ended, so I estimated it was time to add a little bit of a notification. But that was... The, the Z ambassador uh, contacting us here real, in yeah. near real time not using subspace but using the spore network makes sense but it helps your feeling she helps your feeling better sir oh yeah <laughs> a little embarrassing that ah oh well I have a couple of those peppers left over if you'd like some I would really, really, really not like them. No, no. Uh, they almost killed me. Goodness. Oof. They sound oh, intriguing, my. Lieutenant. I'm, oh, yeah. No, I'm glad to share some with you, sir. Perhaps when we are off duty. <laughs> By all means. All right. Um, Astra, you want to record a first contact message? She we'll summons up one of those TOS era like pads that they record all messages on and says, Ready, sir. Um, greetings. This is Captain Axelin of the Federation starship Ager. We are representatives of the United Federation of Planets, and we come in peace. We would like to learn more about your culture and exchange information about our own. Our current location is... And then just fill that part in. I figured, sir. Very well. Oh. I have the message. Reading it back. She reads it back. Numero uno. Any uh, any notes? That should be acceptable, sir. Great. Wonderful. Okay. Uh, uh, just broadcast that on every frequency you can think of, and we will just move slowly through their space in the hopes that we don't alarm anyone. I'm Sending betting now, we can sir, detect all them channels, a long time I would like to scan and see what they what 
uh, spectrum or see, see if we can pick up any communications from them. Sure. So that maybe we can narrow that down. Let's see. I think this is probably going to be a reason and security on your part. Uh, the ship will assist you with a communications and comms. Actually, no. Communications is one. So, sorry. I'm still getting back into things after being off for two months. Or not two months. God, I am just all over the place today. Anyway, mm. communications and security for your part. And the ship? No, that, communications that is Communications security for the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what happens when you don't stream for two weeks you lose all your mojo all right well the good news is the difficulty was only one so you do succeed um you do actually see that there is a gyu ship relatively close by to you um mm -hmm. in fact they appear to be mining a bit of asteroid of their home system hmm. do they seem to be communicating in radio subspace laser uh, they seem uh, to be communicating crazy. on a laser frequency, so really kind of low-tech compared to what point. you will use. Um, but what you will also notice is that uh, the ship itself is something you could pull up on the viewer view screen if you so wished. I believe I've discovered... I believe I've found one of their ships in reasonably close range. Shall I put it on screen, sir? Absolutely. All right. So appearing Looking on screen, screen in uh, the middle of a, an asteroid belt is what looks to be a large flying wing, almost like a large glider. Um, you note that on about four or five spots on each side of the wing, there are what look to be nacelle-like implements or nacelle-like um, protrusions. And then in the middle, where the wing kind of forms to a delta... There is what appears to be a few windows, some crew quarters, but what really catches your attention is the grapple arms that are currently connecting the flying wing shape to an asteroid. And they seem to be literally drilling by hand, at least that's what you can tell on the view screen. Um, they seem to be drilling by hand and then carting it up the grapple lines back up to the ship. Now, one qualification is that on the view screen, it looks normal size to you. But if you were to do a banana scale comparison, for instance, you would see that they are basically. What's the example I want to use here? If you are a watermelon, they are an apple, basically. All right. Um, take us slowly and gently into uh into their sensor range and we'll see if we can't uh emulate their laser-based communications and contact them with our uh first contact message aye sir you really appreciate that aesthetic though look at that ship it's it's very elegant in its design isn't it sort of like a kite it's pretty cool i wouldn't want to be drilling uh by hand on an asteroid though I mean, think about all the little sharp snags that could cut up their way into your spacesuit. Decompression. Oof. Not fun. Astra, can you make sense of their communication protocols? I have already I know it's lasers, them. so... I was ah, just waiting excellent. for a good opportunity to chip in. Would you oh, like to okay. listen in? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I guess. So, I will apologize in advance... I decided on an accent for them, and it was between Mickey Mouse <laughs> or New Jersey or New York, and I decided to not do Mickey Mouse for 
three hours straight. So very obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would totally kill my throat. Um, so what you hear is uh, something along the lines of, "Now look here, I told you that N- Norstan, Norstan, what the hell are you doing? No, 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 Norstan, put no, not that rock, the other rock. No, what are you doing? What are you? What are you doing? I'm working here." And just standard mind jargon of them going back and forth about basically anything besides the actual work they're doing. Um, Astra, magnify the whole lighting. Maybe they'll get a, they'll notice us and stop talking so much. Well, sir, uh, at their current rate of sensor technology, we're still quite a ways away from when they would detect us. Would you like to get closer? Uh, Helm, can we do that without uh, risking disrupting their operation there? We can get closer, sir, but I was just thinking about this. Since they're much smaller than us, having something extremely large all of a sudden appear right in front of them could you be jarring. The Proxima, Lieutenant. Sir, that might be a good idea. Proxima would be a good. It's still so, be a good. We bigger. also, I don't. If we proceed at impulse speed, or particularly at low impulse speed, we won't necessarily appear suddenly in front of them. Yeah. Comparatively. Move at a steady clip till just outside the range we think they're going to notice us, and then slow it down a lot. Based on our relative size, they will likely notice us visually first. One would hope. Maybe uh, Astra. Maybe yes. make the hall lighting colorful, like a disco ball. Well, and she looks at Vectan. Vectan, would it be okay for me to reveal the rave protocol you had installed? You would install what? I believe it would be appropriate at this time, Astra. Very good. Goodness. Then it is my pleasure to announce, sir, that Vectan, in a startlingly non-Vulcan thing, well done, Vectan has uh, messed with the whole lighting and some of the controls within the lounge to produce a quote-unquote rave effect. Oh. Well, I was studying ancient Earth, and it seemed a most interesting practice. It's a kind of dance, I think, like a waltz? But I do not believe it is a waltz, sir. Could be. It does seem to have a very steady beat, however. Oh. You may be able to waltz to it, Captain. They might Let's be able to hear out. the feel the beat too. Before also, we get there. there is a, we do have another choice. We might be able to retune the phasers to reach their laser emitters and transmit in a way they are equipped to understand. Oh, I'm not so sure about that. You know, just you know, one critical malfunction and we accidentally zap them. That would be terrible. Eh, let's stick with what we're doing. Communication uh, take phaser. Us in. Take us in until we're pretty sure that they can see us and then slow down. And when that happens, uh, or actually just go ahead and engage the uh, rave protocol now. All right. Well, I can't actually play Sandstorm because of DMCA, but immediately (laughs) Sandstorm starts playing on the bridge. And uh, flashing lights and all the lovely things. And Astra even, like, has, like, holographic Orion girls in, like, the the cages above the the bridge. It's, It's a whole thing. She goes the whole extra mile. It's amazing. Joy um, looks longingly and wishes she were there. Yeah, it was good to see alert. <laughs> oh, Joy, we love this, you. Uh, this is a pretty exciting protocol, I gotta admit. Nice work, Captain. Yeah. Thank you, Captain. 
Kamina, you programmed everything? I had some assistance from Astro. That does explain some things. But most of it was my idea. All right, I'm, I'm counting on you to make us not look scary. All right, Esral, very, very important role, but low difficulty, but still very important. Control and con. And uh, the ship will assist you with an engine's con. Difficulty of one. And... Okay, and ship. Ooh, nice. All right, that's three already. That's pretty good. Was engine's con? Engine's con, yeah. All right, that's four successes, which means you get three momentum, putting you at five. And yeah, you bring in that ship nice and easy, and it's still monitoring comms. They're back and forth, and eventually you hear something along the lines of, Hey, 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 Almond, the hell's that? What? What do you mean, what the hell's that? that? That's one of... Oh. Oh. What the hell is that? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Well, what do I know? I don't know. And they start bickering again. Astra, send a burst of greetings on what we assume to be their primary uh, communication channels. Would you like me to broadcast the same message, sir? How about just the word greetings a few times? Just maybe we can skip between the beats of their, their talking. Transmitting, sir. Well, sir, uh, we are actually receiving a laser tight beam from their main ship. Yay! All right. Uh, audio only, I'm guessing? No, it does contain video data, but uh, it is very low resolution. Well, on screen. All right. Oof. So again, if you all are 8K, they are maybe 480. Maybe. So big That's difference. a lot in of pixels. Yeah. Goodness. But uh, uh, appearing on screen is, and this is probably going to tickle a lot of people's nostalgia bone, but does anybody remember Redwall as a book series? Oh, yeah. So yeah. basically you're looking at the same style of Redwall where they're rats. They're Terran rats or Terran mice or mouse, whatever you want to think of them as, but they're Redwall sized. So they even have on like little uniforms that kind of look like um, the uh, Belter uniforms from uh, The Expanse. Um, there's a little bit of NASA mixed in, um, but basically they look like Redwall aliens, which is great. Um, but the one that's on screen just kind of tilts their head to the side looking at you and goes, Hey, that's something. Uh, well, uh, we've only ever met one other alien, but, uh, hey, uh, my name is, uh, Ray and it's a pleasure to meet you. Hello, Ray. I'm Captain Axelin of the uh, starship Ager. Uh, we represent the United Federation of Planets. We've ah. come to learn about your culture, and we come in peace. Ah, well, it's a good thing you come in peace, because uh, if you didn't come in peace, I'd have to sick Johnny on you. And who would Johnny be? Ah, Johnny's my cousin. Hey, Johnny, get over here. Mouse pokes her head off on screen. Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm Johnny. Um, nice to meet you, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to meet you as well. Allow me to introduce my senior officers. We have my first officer and uh, most direct assistant, Dujin Ruse. Our helmsman, who's piloting the vessel, who goes by the name of Raken Esrel. Our computer system that provides us with information, Astra. 
and currently acting as science officer, but also our head of engineering, Vectan. As you can see, the Federation contains many different species. Captain, I uh, I don't mean any offense, but you know that uh, your helmsman's kind of blue. It's a bad, that's a bad sign. Oh, for his species, it's very normal. It's normal to be choking? Oh, no, no, they just appear blue. When you choke, uh, shrooms, what, what color do your people turn when they're, I guess, hypoxic? Purple. Oh, they turn sort of purple. Dark, darker blue. Much darker yeah. blue. Well, ain't that something. Hey, Johnny, maybe, uh, maybe you get to meet that nice green one over there. I know how you like the color green. I, I do like the color green. It's, it's okay, maybe. Anyway, don't do just think? ignore Johnny. Johnny's a stick in the mud. But, uh, hey, it's cool you're here to meet us and share the whole technology and the, the wealth and the knowledge and the information thing. That's pretty cool. But uh, if I'm being honest with you, we're kind of in a pickle right now. Right. Well, perhaps we can provide some assistance as a goodwill gesture. Yeah, yeah, that'd be, that'd be something, wouldn't it? Could you describe the pickle? Well, uh, and he actually kind of points down and Astra projects a little bit of an image so that you know he's pointing at the asteroid. So uh, we've been trying to mine this asteroid for a while because uh, we've been running low on uh, belytrium back at our, uh, our home planet. And uh, if we don't get this new shipment of belytrium in soon, well, all the reactors are going to go offline. And once that happens, you got power outages everywhere, and it's just not a good thing. That would be terrible, yes. Um, how can we help? Well, uh, it kind of squints at you. You, uh, you equipped for mining? We have technology that might be of assistance. Would you mind if I consulted with my crew momentarily? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll just, uh, I'll be here yelling at, What are you doing, Nutmeg? That's not how you mind. You're gonna blow up the whole... Th and he cuts off the, the message mute. there. <laughs> Astra mute. Yeah. The message goes dark as the view screen switches to just a view of the mining operation. All right, analysis. What could we do to help them mine that wouldn't, um, brighten them or reveal too much, uh, technology beyond the scope of their current state? Perhaps send in some worker bees, or... I believe if we sent in some drones or worker bees equipped with simple mining lasers from the mid-23rd century, which are easy to replicate, I believe we could assist them without violating the Prime Directive too much. Would they be autonomous, or would they require us to pilot them from here so that they don't, you know, do anything dangerous like detonate the crystals or zap any of the, uh, gui? The worker bees themselves still require um, personnel piloting them. The drones themselves that we do have are autonomous, but may require supervision from a central control. And how are how are we collectively at doing that? I know it's not something we normally do here on Ager. I don't want to accidentally volunteer us to do something that we uh, were rusty at. Seeing as how my engineering crew uses the worker bees for minute repair on the hull of the ship, I believe that we could do the somewhat touchy work on the surface of the asteroid without too much of a hassle. All right. Well, any objections? Sound like a good plan to everybody? I look meaningfully at Dugin. I see no objections here, sir. It's it's a much better idea than using the ship's than using the ship's primary weapons to section the asteroid. All right. One quick question, though. How would we get the drones 
to the asteroid? Would we send a shuttle over? I don't want to really transport anything just yet. That seemed to really worry the plant people, so. Astra kind of coughs and says, Sir, the, the worker bees are basically one person size. They they have their own engines. Yeah, but we want to send them all the way from over here? I mean, I don't want to loom over these folks, so. I mean, they I mean, are equipped with impulse engines. All right, well, that sounds like the right plan then. Uh, they would be capable let's... of traveling between, for instance, the Earth and space dock, and perhaps even the moon if necessary. Oh, okay. Great. Well, in that case, let's get engineering on replicating those lasers. Yep. Shrooms. Don't have to raise your hand. Oh, yes, sir. Um, I was just thinking, based on the size differential yeah. between us and them, and they were talking about if they didn't have enough of this this mineral, the factories and everything would start going down and um, power would go out. It seems to me that with us being bigger, we'd be able to generate a lot more of that material, but we could also destabilize whatever economy they have by doing so. I hadn't thought of the economics of it. Hmm. Perhaps we should investigate the media of the planet if we are able to observe it in order to determine the economic system. Numero, you're pretty good at listening in on things without uh, being detected. Do you think you could just uh, keep an ear to the ground on that while we handle the mining operation? I can, and I could also take Proxima further and further away from the planet and attempt to almost and, and attempt to backtrack through their history, if you will. I think our sensors might be able to pick up some of their laser transmissions, though hmm. it might be hit or miss. That's an interesting plan. Yeah, or we let's could do attempt, that. Or... Shall I shall I aid you in creating an algorithm, Commander? Yes, if you don't mind, Commander. Of course. So, sounds like we've got two different things going on, and uh, we'll just sort of deli them out as we can. So, uh, Vectan, you're helping Roos develop an algorithm. I think that's probably going to be a control and an engineering at a difficulty of two, and you may assist each other on that. Uh, for Esrol and Axelin, though, you all are overseeing the mining operation, at least to start. That's going to be either a presence engineering or a presence command, depending on which you'd prefer. And that is going to be at a difficulty of two as well. However, I am going to spend some threat to make the complication range in 18 to 20. Would my um, focus in computers and or quantum mechanics assist in creating I think both would because if my understanding is you're, you're more or less doing the thing where like radio waves, the further you go out, the further back in mm -hmm. time you go. So you're just doing that with a laser transmission. So I think, I think yeah. that applies. Okay. Being that I'm very widely traveled, could I take a temporary focus in mineral power sources? Uh, you could, but I believe I get threat. Is that how it works? Um, double checking. Because I, I never remember whether it's momentum or threat. Let me see. Uh, yep, it's, it's threat. Threat. Yes. Okay. All right. Let me just edit that in there. My character sheet is being a bit weird. Let me just close it and reopen it. All right. Well, for Vectan and Roos, you guys got three successes, bringing you to cap of six momentum. And yeah, um, I would say that you have an algorithm that should allow you to peer into the past, as it were. Um, what I would say, though, is that because it is a laser-based and not a radio wave, 
Um, lasers tend to not propagate as well in space, or at least that's my understanding of, how, of the physics. I could be totally wrong, but they for the sake of argument faster. in this in this game, yeah. we're going to say that it's not going to be as clear as, say, mm-hmm. our TV broadcasts. How big's my complication range? Three? Uh, yes, you would put in three. Okie dokie. So I'm using that uh, focus there. And uh, would astrometrics or starship tactics also apply? Um, I give you astrometrics. Okie dokie. All right, well, Axelon's got the three. Well, EVA operations. EVA definitely applies. Definitely applies. Mm -hmm. And I, I spent a, a momentum for that extra die. So. Okay. Well, uh, right. four successes means you're back up to six momentum with one mm-hmm. floating. Uh, do you want to do anything like create an advantage or anything like that? Oh, or I'd love the... to create an advantage, yeah. Sure. What do you uh, want to do? Could we, could we create the advantage that um, the d- uh, dazzling lights on the outside of our ship and this, the just sheer colossalness of our ship... Uh, um, from their point of view, makes it impossible for them to see the Proxima taking off, like for their sensors to notice it. And it's just, it's in our in our uh, shadow, basically. Yeah, if you want to make that advantage. That, that way they don't have, that way they don't suspect anything. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. So yeah, that'll bring you down to five momentum, but that's very easy to do. So, Roos, are you going by yourself? Are you taking anyone with you? Um, I would probably take Joy as well. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you and Joy head off to uh, go peer into the pass, as it were. And yeah, mm-hmm. Axel and Esrol, um, you all basically lead the engineering teams to get in the worker bees, fly out, and begin mining in a different location than where the GU are currently located. Um, and you start to pick up comm chatter again, and they go, Oh man, look at the size of that thing. I thought we were just kind of kind of seeing them from a distance. Well, well, what did you think? What, what, what do you think? You think they're they're bigger than us? Well, of course they're bigger than bigger than us. You idiot! Let me look at them. And they're now debating how big you actually are. But the mining operation going very well. Um, Astra, could you send them the specifications for just the whole size of the uh, of the ager? Because it sounds like maybe settling this debate will allow them to concentrate more on their super critical mission. And she just closes her eyes and sighs and says, I get the feeling they just like to bicker as a species. I just, I have that that feeling, sir. They do seem that way. But either way, it would settle the debate. Hmm. They could bicker about something else. Only for another to start, I'm sure. <laughs> Actually, do we have any Tellarite? Hold on. Astra kind of t- tilts right to the side. We do have a few Tellarite <laughs> on board. Maybe they would get along better with them. Oh, Lord. I mean, I definitely see a little bit of a parallel. I've worked with Tellarites before. My first roommate in the academy was a Tellarite, and boy, that is a learning curve, culturally speaking. It, it might be the perfect thing here. Um, do we have any Tellarite crew members that could fill in on the bridge right now? I do see that we have a lieutenant on Gamma Shift, if you wish for me to call them up. Sure, sounds great. All right. So, uh, Roos, if you want to make another supporting character of a Tellarite, for uh, us to fill in because you are just going to be the person I pick on when it comes to supporting characters because you knock them out of the park. Uh, How about a, make... uh, a security person maybe or oh. either that or an engineer. All right, well, we me... still have Vectan. 
All right, you should unless now Vectain, see... And, unless Vectain wants to have come with me. It matters not. Let's see. I'm looking at some named Tellarites to get some... Uh... Oof, goodness. Chat makes a good point. Could be a Tellarite diplomat. Those the, the, those two <laughs> things are mutually exclusive. <laughs> I mean, they exist, but... It's like a Vulcan stand-up comedian. Like, they exist, mm. but... <laughs> Vulcan clowns, yeah. A Tellarite psychiatrist. There you go. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, I'm looking at fantasynamegenerator.com. Mail or yeah, female. That's where I usually go for mine. <laughs> Steve, you call this a treaty? What's the matter with you? <laughs> I think I'm going to have to figure out a way to drop that into conversation now. Thank you, Steve. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, there's a good one. Winnie. Hold up. Win inch Lauren Peck. Crack. Winnick Lauren Peck. Oh, wow. That is a good one. I think we found our name. Yeah. yeah I just, there we go. I just copy pasted, but that worked out pretty well. Nice. All right. Anyway, while Roos is doing all that and the Tellarite is coming up, um, Astro reports um, Sirs, I am detecting a disturbance in the Giyu's mining operation. They haven't noticed yet, but they're about to hit a pocket of gas. Should I alert them? Yes, please. All right. So Astra kind of tilts right to the side and says, Sir, they are not responding or acknowledging that I've sent the message. Uh, contact the nearest worker bee and have them deliver it uh, in person. Hi, sir. And I'm actually going to say that I'm going to spend two threat to do this, is that as the worker bee flies over to deliver the message, um, the gas pocket is struck. And immediately there's a small explosion that sends a few Giyu, uh hurtling into space, away from the asteroid, away from their tethers. And there's also a small chain effect where some of the uh, Belytrium deposits do go super critical. Now, they're not exploding yet, but they are basically a on the precipice of causing the entire asteroid to go up. So now you have two problems on your hand. Bechtan, is there a way to stabilize those crystals? Actually, I don't know why I'm asking that. I just took a temporary focus and mineral power source. Uh, <laughs> we could potentially send sympathetic frequencies along the theta band emissions on our sensors. Can you, can you, uh, yeah, do that. Uh, Astro and I need to be tracking the missing miners. Do we have a, ve a vector for them? I think we might be able to transport them to Sigma. I believe we can calculate them, and I would suggest the transporters, Captain. Alright, I'll try to transport them to Sickbay. Uh, bridge to Sickbay, be advised you will be receiving some emergency medical transports. I, sir, what are we, are, are they our crew, or? Queen. Oh, they're the rat. Okay. All right. Um, I'll just make sure there's no cations in sickbay. <laughs> Bridge out. Uh, I, I uh, grab my console and attempt to track the missing miners using Astra's help and attempt to transport them to sickbay. Okay. So we got two things going on here. Um, let's start with the stabilizing the bolitrium because that's probably the most important of things that are happening here. Uh, Vectan, that's going to be a daring and an engineering on your part. I am going to set the difficulty at a four here. 
Okay. And I will tell you that the ship can assist you probably with an engineering and security here. Okay. Engine security? Yeah, engine security. Okay. Like engineering. Uh, I'm trying to see if any of my focuses would help. Hmm. Bombay, you got the ship. Got the ship. I am. Well, it's either computer, it's either quantum mechanics or warp field dynamics, but I don't think either of those really work. Um, Not quite, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Okay, I would like to use momentum to add at least one more die. We got a ton of momentum. Yeah, you do have five. What do you think about what do you think about using some to get two extra dice? Um, let's see, one momentum plus two momentum would be three, mm-hmm. plus three more minimum momentum would be six theoretically. So I would get yeah, at least two more dice. Yeah. Okay. It's it, just because it's a difficulty four, and I have no focus. You difficulty. Uh-huh. So. Okay, and just off. Just on the off chance, I'm going to quickly check here. No, that's not going to help me. Okay. Here goes. Oh. <laughs> Dear goodness gracious. Oh, my goodness. So, Peter. Uh, um, oh, that's two 20s. I know. That's only two successes. So, I can't even offer you a success at a cost. Mm-hmm. Would you Could like to I re-roll with determination? determination? Yes, yeah. I would. I'm determined not to blow up the people we I'm, just met. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes you have to think like a human, illogically. Sure. <laughs> um, okay, so I, do I re-roll just the two, or do I re-roll all of Any those? Any as you want. Well, I guess you should uh, just re-roll the two, probably. Yeah. All right, so you get now three total successes, which now I can offer you the success at a cost. So you'll succeed, but there will be a complication. Okay. <sighs> Didn't uh, Ager help out as well? Ager oh, rolled no. a 17. Ager failed. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, do you want to take the Devil's Deal Vectan? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, Vectan, uh, using your quick engineering know-how, you begin bombarding the supercritical bolitrium with a series of pulses. And for the most part, you do seem to stabilize the reaction. They're not in danger of exploding and taking the asteroid and the mining ship with it. However, in the process of transmission, um, you realize that you are also bombarding the mining ship of the GU with the same radiation. And unfortunately, it seems that they are not shielded in that way. So, unfortunately, you may or may not have just stabilized their reaction. Great. Captain, I have stabilized the... potentially explosive bilitrium on the exterior of the vessel. Splendid. Wonderful. Thank you. However, I have determined that the ship itself was not shielded from the from the method that I used, meaning that the core of the vessel may in fact be at risk of overload. Oh. This is um, something that we will likely want to inform the GU yeah. vessel or potentially scan and attempt to 
Yeah, absolutely. No, we should definitely not mess with them anymore. Um, uh, Astra, open a, open a channel. They're actually opening one to us, sir. Uh, hello there. Uh, we sorry about the. What, what's the matter with you? What are you doing? We're just trying to mine, and you're just stabilizing our power yet. What are you doing? Terribly sorry. We we were attempting to prevent uh, the crystals you were mining from that asteroid from exploding. We detected that they were un- destabilized by that gas explosion. Uh, on, on the plus side, I am uh, attempting to intervene to save the members of your mining team who were ejected into space. Which, by the way, I'm trying to do that. Okay. Um, I still want to be very clear on this. You are transporting them, correct? Yes. All right, well, Captain, I'm going to break it down for you. This is a control and engineering on your part. Uh, the ship assists with sensors engineering. If I remember the sheet of AGIR correctly, you do have advanced sensor suites. No, you actually don't. That's right. Um, so it starts at a difficulty of one. Um, the target is not on a transporter pad, becomes difficulty two. Sick Bay has transporter pads, so no difficulty increase there. I am going to do a little bit of a uh, threat spend here to make the total difficulty a three. Would Astrometrics or Starship Tactics apply? Uh, I would give you maybe Starship Tactics here. I'm going to expend a momentum in the hopes of getting another die. Okay. Well. Well. That is, uh, that is, okay. Um, Let's see, Wyland. 18 was a complication applied to the ager as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, even if you do determination reroll, Captain, you still have the ship complication. Yay! So you can Uh, choose uh, to just not succeed here. But you would have to determination reroll if you want a chance at succeeding. Yeah, I mean those people's lives are on the line. I, I can't imagine not spending. Um, yes. So I will spend a determination to reroll. Okay. Also, don't forget veteran. I need mm-hmm. to do that too. I don't have veteran. Oh, you don't. No, I'm a young captain. Okay. Uh, do I have a value that I have to channel here? Uh, if you don't, there's always don't pull a Janeway on the age here. That's true. I didn't get one anyway. Darn it. Adventure awaits. This is exciting. This is exactly why we go to space, to do things like try to transport moving targets into a sick bay. Hmm. All right, right. let's re-roll. You can re-roll as many of those die, except the ship die as you wish. Just the 20, I think. Just the 20. All right, so you do get your three successes, but there's a complication. So, you do materialize them in sickbay. That goes without a hitch. But Highlong chimes up to the bridge, not moments later, and goes, Um, sir? Um... This is the captain. Okay, you know how I made the joke about cations and and mice and you you know that whole thing? Yes. So, um, apparently, uh, Mr. Snuffy Luffagus 
from one of the crew quarters on deck five has managed to find its way into my sick bay and now has the injured Giyu cornered in sick bay, absolutely terrified for their life. Security. No, Snuffy, Snuffy Luffagifts. No, no, leave them alone. No. Can we transport the cat? Security to sick bay. Subdue the domestic animal. It's a cat. I can handle. Meow. Okay, maybe I can't handle the cat. Send help. Use Send the anybody. sword. No, I'm not going to sword the cat. No. Oh, Come no. on, Snuffy. I'm just trying to be nice. Meow. 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 As the GM continues to make mad cat noises. Adrian de Gui vessel? Or you vessel? Yeah, what do you want? We, we've recovered your missing crew members. We're, we're trying to help them now. You made them disappear. You mean to tell me you got some sort of, like, magical moving technology? We, we do have some classified technology we were forced to use in this emergency situation. Well, that's just great. I hope my people are doing all right. We're working on that now. Astra cuts the calm there. I hope they are too. Uh, wow. That Meanwhile, while that's all going on, let's go to Roos. So, Roos, <laughs> uh, you've had absolutely no issues aside from Joy, if you consider her an issue. <laughs> um, but how far out are you going to fly, and what are you looking for in particular? Um. Well, I think we, first we want to know if they if, if they are having a crisis of. Um, I think our primary intent was to figure out if they are literally having a crisis of the power will shut down, or if it's this is just, you know, this guy making it sound that way. Okay. Right. Let's see. Why don't you give me a? I think this is probably a reason and a con. And the only reason I'm saying con as opposed to security mm-hmm. because con is usually for diplomatic stuff aside from command. Mm-hmm. So let's do reason con. Um, if Joy wants to assist, she can do the same with reason con. Um, I, I will her. say that the difficulty on this is probably going to be a three. It's what con for Joy? Reason. Reason con. I can roll it for her. And since we're decoding, since we're decoding this, will cryptography help here, or is that a, a bridge too far? I'll give it to you, sure. All right, and for me, since the captain literally said, "Hey, Roos, you're used to listening in," I would like to use infiltration. Definitely will apply. All right, so no help from Joy. Joy tries her damnedest no to get joy. a crit fail, but almost does it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna spend a uh, a momentum if that's okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And before three complications. No, that is the exact opposite. Holy crap. That is five successes, meaning you get two momentum right back. So versus eleven. Yeah, that's that's impressive. So, Roos, Joy is not helpful in the slightest, but what you recognize through your many years of infiltration is that there is some truth to an energy crisis that you're seeing. Um, You are seeing news reports about there being rolling blackouts. Uh, about the new Belitrium facilities coming online soon. It looks like that the GU are more or less transitioning away from, say, fossil fuels and things like that. So they're kind of like 
contemporary us, if we figured out how mm -hmm. to do a warp reactor and we just haven't had time to build enough warp reactors to power the entire planet. Um, so they're, they're in the transitionary period is basically what I'm trying to get at. Um, that does make Belitrium very, very sought after on the continent. Mm -hmm. uh, but the good news is that they all live on the same continent. It's kind of like a Pangea, so it's not like split across a bunch of oceans. It is all mm -hmm. one big continent, and they all appear to have a unified government, so thank God there. Um, but there are dissident movements. There are very similar to Star Trek itself. There are sort of like sci-fi shows about finding new power sources and traveling the stars. And there's also like contemporary, like telenovela style things where they're talking about, you know, contemporary things. You get a wide breadth and taste of their culture in addition to figuring out this whole energy crisis thing. Now I'm wondering if this is going to, if helping them is going to destabilize things more than it will actually help them. Would you like to spend a question, uh, momentum to answer that question? Sure. Okay. Then the answer is, oh my God, yes. Um, it's It would be one thing if you filled up the stores of that flying wing with Belitrium, it is another thing entirely to take an age-year-sized transport. I mean, it would be the equivalent, mm -hmm. again, using a real-world example, um, where there are asteroids in our own asteroid belt, which are worth like $22 trillion, if not more. It would be the equivalent of taking one of those mm -hmm. asteroids and just plopping it somewhere in the middle of Africa. Very bad things would happen. Very bad things. Especially depending on how fast it was moving at the time. Well, well yeah that all right proxima to ager please tell me we haven't killed any of them how would i have killed any of them sir oh proxima i wasn't talking to you um how's things going on your part of the mission i think i think i found out a little bit more about them. They are in an energy transition period. I suppose you could call it a crisis. But if we intervene too much, we will significantly disrupt their society. Define too much. What if we just help this one mining vessel work in? If we help if we help this one mining vessel, it won't disrupt society too much. We will, however, be making an instant billionaire. Or an instant, uh, we, we will be generating generational wealth for these individuals. Are we detecting any actual government representatives? Do, has anyone other than this ship detected us yet? As far as you're aware, no, there don't appear to be any transmission of the sort. Was I able to get a uh, was I able to get a rough feel for the kind of government that this planet has? Yes, uh, they actually have a constitutional monarchy with literally a rat king is the title they use because why not? And it's one world and it's one world government. Yes, with my uh, expertise in economics and street smarts, uh, I bet my character is far better at coming up with a solution to the destabilization problem than I am. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
what do well, I mean? I guess I could roll that or something. Like, what do I? Hmm. Let me take a look at your focuses. Here. What, Let's take what would a Ferengi do here? You know, other than you know, show up and be like, "This is all my crystal, and you now owe me all of your money." But right, you know, what's what's um, best for business long term? Well, you do have economics as a focus. I will point out that. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you roll me an insight? Total your power stat. An insight. And a command. And the difficulty will be a two. You do have economics as a focus. And depending on how many successes you roll, I'll give you an answer. Would you like to discuss this and have me aid you with insight with insight command and diplomacy? Yeah, I start bouncing ideas off you. I'm just like, well, let's see. In this historical incident, the Ferengi Trade Union did this. Uh, in this instance, a Talaxian smuggler who was caught making first contact by accident did that. Maybe we try this thing. All things my character would say with a great deal of technical acumen that I, the player, do not know anything about. Economics. Yes, same here. <laughs> fair, fair. All right, here I go. All right. Well, uh, uh, Roos doesn't can, get any assist, but if you want to reroll that 11, you could, but that's already three successes. I'm perfectly happy with the three. Well, I mean, yeah. you, you you can do it for free if you want, because of advisor, if you wish. Well, I mean, it's a success. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, what I would say, kind of throwing you all a bone here, is that if you were to, and this is just me as a person, what I would do in this situation, so feel free to take it with a grain of salt, you could mine the bulletrium and then just sort of leave it out in space, so they still have to come and get it and transport it themselves, but you've removed the mining hazard as an issue, if that makes sense. So they still have to transport it bit by bit, but you're not just showing up and be like, ha ha, here you go. I would probably uh, I would probably add to that and then broadcasting the location to the whole planet. So these locals can't just... Um, monopolize. Monopolize. Can. I have a thought. I mean, this is a naturally unstable substance, which is, you know, probably why it's a power source, right? Could engineering fabricate some safe crates to put them in, like uh, safe storage, with a little beacon on them, and then we just distribute that many in, in you know, perhaps this many uh, kilograms in each crate, and then, you know, put them on the outside of this asteroid belt so they don't have to navigate anywhere hostile that anyone who can sense their beacons would be able to pick them up safely without having doing any mining. They're just picking up a crate. That is definitely feasible, Captain. We might Our- save materials, sir. If we, if, if instead of using an enclosed crate, perhaps we use a support scaffold system. Individual crates would be very large, even for the scale of... So think a crate with no walls just oh the reason for the crate in my opinion is also to force them to only take a certain amount at a time um because they have to you know get the crate back to their planet Mm -hmm. before it'll open for example we could could engineer the crates in a way that you have to like enter a keypad or whatever may i interrupt oh wait trims yes could we put like a red and green button on it and teach them to push only one color why would we do that Make it, we're making it a little bit more difficult for them the whole time around, right? But I don't think these are 
I don't think these are lab rats there. Let's put a pin in that. Victim, what was your thing? I merely wish to point out, Captain, that by placing already extracted mineral throughout the system, we may in fact spark a gold rush, as the Earth term states in this culture. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's inevitable. But if we, you know, just if we engineer a speed that the gold rush can't exceed, put them very far apart, for example, the crates. I mean, how at many, a certain point, their economy that is their may ameliorate it. I how just many mining to point it out? How many mining vessels are in the system currently, or under construction on the planet? Allow me to for scan. somebody to ask that question. Well, the answer <laughs> to that question is there are three mining ships. Two are on the opposite side of the system for ULR. As far as what's on the sh on the planet itself, there's only one other being constructed at the moment. Yeah, so I mean, a gold rush would probably be. Yeah, I like the idea of the uh, distributed beacons that say, "Here's some freshly extracted stuff." Odd question: Is there any indication that these, that all of these ships are owned by the same overarching organization? Would you like to spend well, I mean, momentum to answer that question? But they have a king, so I mean, I guess if he doesn't own them, he could certainly say, "Those are mine now." Well, yeah, I, I don't know if they, if they are government ships or if they are corporate ships. Oh, right, yeah. Do we do I'd we want okay to spend a momentum on that? No, I'm sure. Well, I mean, that was raised spent. in a trade in a trade uh, uh, caravan. I, I, I'm not against people getting rich. I'm just against doing it in a way that causes you know famines. So, uh, what I would say then by spending the momentum, yes, actually every single one of the mining ship is apparently under the Royal Engineering Corps. I mean, I guess okay. we could just send the crates to the surface of the planet and then any, any random guy could find them. Well, if, if all of these... Is the Royal Engineering Corps, does it seem like it is something that is under the direct aegis of the king? Or does it seem like it is... It's, you know, just like the, the British Royal Navy is the Royal Navy, the Royal Army is the Royal Army, Royal Air Force, things like that. Does this, does this look like he is he is doing this for personal benefit or for planetary benefit? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So strange that you would assume those were those were uh, goals that ran counter to one another. Yeah, I was just trying to get you which raised one around was a lot more. of Ferengi. <laughs> No, no, the Talaxian in me really wants me to just, uh, let's do the crates, let's uh, and let's transport the crates to uh, distributed locations uh, on the surface of the planet with beacons on them. Huh? Everyone okay with that? Can we transport this material safely? That's the other question. The answer to that is no, actually. When you actually look into the transport of Belitrium, you can certainly throw it in a crate, but if you were to try and transport, as in transporters, big boom. Very big boom. All right. Are you crazy, sir? Comes from the uh, comes from the other side of the bridge. I'm from sorry, the Tellerite. The, from the Tellerite we brought up to the bridge. The Tellerite engineer oh. transporter operator. I hadn't noticed <laughs> you arrive, crewman. Um, it's... Wreck, right? Yes, sir. 
What did you I? You can't transport that material. Oh, unless you want to blow a hole in the side of your ship. I definitely don't want to blow a hole in the side of the ship. Thank you. I think. Um, okay, crates put safely outside the asteroids. Good. Everybody okay with that one? Are Major we simply Tom? removing the mineral from this particular asteroid or from several? I mean, this asteroid should get their power crisis pretty well in hand, right? Astra, estimate the power yield using their current level of efficiency. I estimate perhaps three years based on what's been found on this asteroid so far. Oh, well, I mean, in three years, they get all these ships. I mean, yeah, three years seems very good. Um, all right. Uh, if engineering can just get us some crates with some nice safety beacons on them um, that are good for containing such materials. Ager to worker bees. Um, when you've mined the crystals from that uh, asteroid, please bring them near the Ager for storage and containment units. Aye, sir. And let's contact them and tell them our plan. Astro, open a channel. As we open the channel, let's take our five to ten minute break. We'll be back shortly, everybody. Stick around. And welcome back to part two of season two, episode three of Star Trek Ager, where the first contact with the rats like you is going, um, well, it's going, I think is how we'll put it. <laughs> it's um, underway. <laughs> where we last left off, the players had decided to start what might be a gold rush uh, in terms of a power crisis with the Gyu, but we have to see how this next conversation goes between Captain Axelin and Ray on the mining vessel. So yeah, Axelin, the channel has been opened. You have the floor. Uh, Adrian to Ray. Yeah, Mia, what do you want? We finally fixed our reactor. It's not going to blow up on us anymore, which don't think I've forgotten about that. Terribly sorry about that. In order to ensure the uh, safe delivery of the uh, remainder of the mineral, we've uh, devised some containment crates, which we'll be distributing near where the Ager's current location is, with beacons on them so you don't lose them. Uh, and you can come back and retrieve them at your leisure. That should That's... do a lot for your power crisis. According to our calculations, several years worth. It's, uh, it's mighty kind of you. Uh, what do you want in return? Oh, the Federation operates largely in an economy of cultural exchange. We just want to learn more about your people, your history, that sort of thing. Yeah, speaking of people, how am I doing? Um, our doctor is taking care of them as we speak. Our ship has a state-of-the-art medical suite. Yeah, yeah, I figure since you made them whole do the whole disappearing thing, I'm going to have to take you at your word on that. Well, let me find out how long it'll be before they'll be ready to safely be sent back to you. Just a moment. Astro cut the channel. Uh, Captain DeSickbay. You hear shelves knocking over, trays clattering, cat noises, high long screaming, and what might be Klingon, you're not sure. Huh. How's it going? It's going, sir! No! Snuffle, no! Has anyone died? My heart, sir! Okay. 
I dispatched a security team to help you subdue Yeah, they're the here. They're not helping because one of the officers was Cation. Okay. Well, oh. put a reprimand in his report. No, it's not right. their fault. The, 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 the Giyu are terrified of the Cation. Oh. But, but the, 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 the actual cat sense. is being the issue here. God, no, no, get down from there. No, don't you knock that over. Clash, clash, tinkle. Crap. And we offer you any assistance. Yeah, you can teleport this damn cat out of sickbay. Uh, good point. He just does it. <laughs> <laughs> I say, Chief Preck. Where do you beam the cat to? already do you, doing something. Do you, do you beam the cat back to its rightful quarter, or do you put it somewhere please, else? Please don't show? beam it into space. Please don't beam it into space. Yeah. Beam it onto the bridge in front of the captain. <laughs> onto you the tell me where to put it, sir. Has Ray seen a cat? I don't think Ray's seen a cat yet, no. Experiences? Okay, if it's an effect, if it's an effect, he beams it on the bridge. Otherwise, it goes to his quarter. I mean, it goes to the right quarters. Okay. Okay. Well, on that's the an effect. So, I have successfully transported the cat, sir. Excellent. You're Excellent. seated in your chair, correct? Yeah. Right in his lap. Right in your lap. Ah! And it is a very, very angry. Hyper Kitty, claws are out, tissing. Why? It's jumping Why everywhere. The bridge? Why here? I don't know where it goes. I don't even. It doesn't even occur to Axel to cut the video feed to Captain Ray. <laughs> um, Axel attempts to put the cat into a hold where the cat can hurt neither him nor itself. Daring security difficulty of one. And the cat will roll opposed. That's, yeah, there you go. Things that never get said before. The cat will roll opposed. <laughs> you know what? We're going to give the cat some dice. I'm going to give the cat four dice here because it's funny. Would, <laughs> would mock Bara apply? Yes, and ironically <laughs> would. Holy uh, crap, what I would tell you, amazing. What I would oh, tell you is looking gosh. at the cat, the cat has rolled four successes to your two. <laughs> so now the cat actually has to roll damage. My God. <laughs> I'm going to get my butt kicked by a cat. Okay. Okay. Well, so you're going to take two stress damage cat? as uh, you where fail does to cat go. <laughs> Can I oh! nerve pinch the cat? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm asking uh, Hylong where the cat goes. I, somewhere on deck five. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> right to the hall, right to the corridor on deck five. Okay. All right. Well, let's 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 see. I gotta decide if Vectan or you get to it first. Uh, Vectan, I think nerve pinching the cat's gonna win here because I think I find it funny. So, uh, do you actually have the nerve pinch talent? I I do not know. Okay. So that is, if I remember correctly, we'll just say that it's a daring science on your part, okay. and it is difficulty one opposed. And I don't okay. have any more dice, so it's just a straight roll from the cat. Okay. <laughs> well, the cat has exceeded at least one, so you two Holy are going crap. to take. You will take one stress damage as the cat Ouch. closes you. Now, Ouch. can the Telluride officer save us from ourselves? Yes. Okay. All right. Let's well, find out. That's uh, you know, that's going to be a control and engineering. 
and yep. the ship will assist you with a sensors and engineering. Uh, this is a difficulty of two. I'm not going to spend our resources on this, so... Okay. You beam it somewhere on deck five. R- like, r- right into it. It's perfectly in the in the middle of the corridor on deck five. What was the roll for Ager? Uh, sensors and engineering. I'll go ahead and roll it real quick. Engineering. Why am I rolling it for Astra? I'm an idiot. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so for Astra Ager, I don't have sensors. No, it'd just be a USS Ager, right? Yeah. Sensors, oh, sensors my, engineering, uh, perform task. I have the ship one. up. I, like, I don't okay. have Ager in my, my, I think my web page is having some trouble. So. Yeah, you've, mm. you've got it set right now, so yeah. All right, one success. So you actually do get a momentum for your troubles. Yeah, the cat yeah. has been handled, but unfortunately, Ray saw everything. And he, when you look back at the view screen and realize it's been on this entire time, you just see that he is just wide-eyed and like... Now, he's not on. The audio's not on. But you could tell that he is uh, stupefied. Uh, uh, Bleeding in his face. Bruce, I need you to open this channel so I can go get medical assistance. I think talking to them with blood on my face is just going to make this worse. Joy, get me to Proxima. Or sorry, get, get me to Aegir. But uh, in the it's... meantime, can you just, can you jump in this comms channel and, I don't know, explain us? Yes. All right, I run down to sickbay to see if I can get my face fixed. Okay, do that in a moment. Roos, you're on the line with Ray. Roos to Ray. Do you, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What the hell was that? That was like some kind of dragon-like creature came out of nowhere and just attacked your crew. Did... My crewmen, are they having to deal with your dragons? It's not a dragon, and no. What the hell is it? It's some kind of terror, terrifying beast. We call it a feline, a cat. Well, whatever the hell it is, I don't want to see it again. It's terrifying. I will do my best to keep our cat away from you. I don't exactly know how it got from where it's supposed to be to where it was, but I assure you I will find out. Well, if it's anything like a missile, you know, it's it's one of those things where apparently the missile knows where it is because it knows where it isn't. Huh. That's a joke that only Jeremy probably understands. Well, I guess, <laughs> Jeff, you, you might know that one, too. Yeah. Anyways, uh, how am I crewmen? Are they doing all right? Roost to sickbay. Hi, Long. Just you hear a long sigh. She says, okay. All right. Well, I have good news and I have bad news. Good news only, please. Well, the gear are fine. Excellent. Did you hear that? Did I you did, hear yeah. That? Excellent. Thank you, Sickbay. Turn off Sickbay. Turn off the cost of Sickbay. I hope that has set your mind at ease. 
Well, um, uh, if I'm being honest, I, I kind of am interested in this whole uh, crate thing you got going on. Uh, some kind of, I don't know, mining operation you're going to transport all the stuff for us? I don't believe that the, that our captain's intention is that Azure will transport the crates. However, we do wish to make the material easier for you and your partner starships to acquire. Oh, I see. This material see. is, as you have discovered, dangerous. Ah. Well, uh... I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll take whatever help we can get. I mean, it's not like we're gonna, you know, mine it ourselves because I got idiots for crewmen. Wouldn't know anything about that, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an idiot, sir. <laughs> See, what did I tell you? Johnny, shut up! I wonder if we have mining pers personnel with a background in mining aboard. Perhaps they could provide some training for your team. Hey, that's my Base guy, mining yeah. is new. Though, uh, from my understanding, seeing your whole worker bee thing moving around, I kind of wonder if we're of the right size. You seem to be much larger than we are. I'm sure we have people who are used to more detail, who are used to more hands-on mining as well. Let me, let me reach out to the captain and find out more about our crew complement. Is that all right? Yeah, go ahead. In the meantime, I'm going to get back to my ship and check in with the captain, make sure he's not lethally wounded, and get back with you. Ray just kind of gives you like a thumbs up and then the channel cuts out. <laughs> Meanwhile, e in sickbay... to Ager. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in sickbay, you're flying back. Um, excellent. When, when you walk into sick bay, it looks like an F5 tornado went through here. There is stuff on the walls. There's hyposprays and trays everywhere. There's shattered glass and beakers and hot plates and just bits of technology that have been absolutely torn from the walls. Uh, you have a security team, which is watching over the GU guests that you have. They appear to be fine, though they are cowering in fear at the Cation security officer, who is doing her best and failing to make them feel at ease. Hylong is currently just in the middle of all the chaos, looking around, shaking her head and go, I should have taken the sickbay on, on Earth Space Dock. I, I should have just taken the sickbay assignment. Nice, nice, quiet place. Wouldn't have had to deal with any of this. Nothing would have been an issue. I could have, you know, I would have taken crap from Mom, but... Wouldn't have had to deal with this. I, I, I had a choice in my it's career. It's never quiet in here. It's never quiet in our sick bay, is it? Oh, God, Captain, you got to, like, ring the doorbell when you walk in. No, I don't. Um, Let me guess. Uh, cat pointing at your forehead. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, somewhere there's a, on the floor, there's a dermal regenerator. Hold on. She goes looking around. Ah, here we go. Picks it off the floor. I address the Cation security officer. Uh, Lieutenant, why don't you take a post outside the door? That's a good idea. I'm going to do that. Just, uh, just get a, she slidles off to go wait outside. I sit still so the doctor can look at my wounds while I address our, our 
new <laughs> our newly arrived tiny rat people. And they are I'm, literally like the size of a shoebox. Uh, I'm Captain Axelin, the commander of this vessel. I cannot apologize enough for the chaos that you were just subjected to. Uh, we saw your emergency and tried to intervene, but we worked very quickly, and it seems maybe we cut one too many corners. Are you safe now? You just hear a squeak. We'd like to return you at your earliest convenience to your Captain Ray. Get another would you, squeak. Would you like to join me to our shuttle bay where we can place you on a smaller vessel and send you home? They tentatively step forward. And again, I should qualify that this are very terrified looking rats. They are bug eyed. Yeah. Heart rates going all over the place. I can assure you there are no cats between here and the shuttle bed. Spending. Oh, I don't have threat. All right. Well, I mean. What, what floor is the shuttle bay on? <laughs> uh, shuttle bay is on floor. I think it's deck 10, if deck I remember five? correctly. <gasps> no, wait. I have a complication from chat. <gasps> Thank you, Chad. We you, uh, Hylong kind of sticks though. sticks her nose into your conversation and says, um, sir, the cat is actually waiting outside of sickbay. You'd have to take the Jeffrey's tubes. Oh, no. <laughs> Lordy. Okay. Um, Permission to stun the cat, sir. Can you do it without risking permanent harm to someone's pet? No. Permission denied. Okay. I'm going to go help the security team. Please wait here. Do you have a crate or something I can put the cat in? Um, yeah, but it just occurred to me you could put the gyu in a crate and carry that. Um, that seems... We'll call that plan B. Okay. Great. Just, you know. Yeah, yeah it's... I'll look around here somewhere. Seems like every, every problem I encounter today, my solution is a crate. <laughs> I'm trying to radiate an aura of confidence and calm in the presence of these terrified rats to hopefully take their adrenaline level down. I can't mm. have one of them, like, bursting a vessel while under our medical care. Mm. But the minute Axelin is outside of sickbay and therefore earshot... I'm going to scream some ancient Talaxian curse at that cat. Well, it's like, funny you say that because here. the cat is uh, in the Cation security officer's hands and it's purring as she's petting and goes, Hi, sir. Please take that somewhere safe and lock it up. I don't know how it got out of my quarters, sir. I'm sorry. About that later. Most of my face is regrown. Goodbye. Yeah, it doesn't look like it'll scar. You're lucky. I am very lucky. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me of that. Goodbye. She, she takes that as a, as a <laughs> sign to beat feet and hurries down the corridor towards her quarters. Oh, my goodness. Okay, calm down. Calm down. Don't kill anyone. Not anyone's cat. I re-enter sickbay. As it turns out, the creature has been subdued and put in a secure location. You can have your crate back. Hylong just tosses the crate over her shoulder into the mess. Um, if the remainder of the security team 
wouldn't mind assisting our medical officer with cleaning up this mess, I'm going to go ahead and escort our guests to the shuttle bay. So you'll arrive in the shuttle bay just as the Proxima's coming in, but before we do that, Esral, what have you been doing while all this has been going on? Just kind of staring at the the craziness of the cat and then with the the captain and then back over to the the controls making sure I don't fly the, the Ager in anything crazy. So the spore phone does ring. Oh no. <laughs> Hello? And you hear a lovely spark again, but this time it's a lot more pained or at least stressed. And uh, she says, Hey, uh, Esrol, I'm assuming it's the one picking this up, yeah? Yes, ma'am. How, how, how can we help you? You don't sound, you sound like something's wrong. Well, uh, the, the first contact with the Zava didn't, didn't go as well as we had hoped. Oh, no. What happened? Well, uh, lost about half our crew and we're limping back home, but, uh. Oh, no. That's not the, the bad part. The bad part is, uh, the Zava now have the same star maps you gave us. Okay. So they now know about everybody in the area. Okay, we'll let everybody, everybody know. And yeah. we've met the, 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 the Gui, the Gui, the Gui, the Gui. A very interesting species and um, society. Well, uh... Not quite, not nearly as advanced as, as y'all are, but potentially there could possibly be a, a trade relationship between y'all might be something to look into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably going to be my job since apparently nobody else is brave enough to go into the frontier and be a diplomat. Oh, but, no. Uh, g- give me at least a, a cycle or two before you send those details so I can process what just happened. I'm terribly, terribly sorry. Uh, I will let Kevin Axel know right away because I know he's going to going to feel bad as well and the star maps is, they were freely given to you so them getting taken I wouldn't worry about it but I will let Captain Maxwell know but I don't like I said they're freely given appreciate that and then there's a click I pick up the spore phone Okay. Hello? You just hear the dial tone? <laughs> now there's a dial tone. Um, well, who, who was another person? Oh, one of the people from the Scientific Institute that I met. Mm-hmm. I forgot their name. But excellent would remember. I say, hello, that person's name. Okay. Uh, I think I have it somewhere in my notes here. Just give me a moment. Uh, I believe their name. I actually don't think I gave you this name. Uh, okay. her name is Penelope. I did not get that name. Yeah. But, uh, hello, Penelope, Penelope from Eastern says, oh, hello, Esral. Uh, what can I, what can I do for you? My God, this was the first time I was able to make a call out on the spore phone. I figured out how I can make calls now. 
Congratulations. I've been able to receive them, but the first one I've been able to make. Have you been making progress with any of the information that we've left behind? Tremendous progress. Oh, that is great news. Well, I don't want to take much of your time. I just wanted to see how the communication, if I could make it work both ways, and it does. And this is really good news. So we can have two-way communications now. Very good. Um, if you need anything, I suppose just give me a ring, but uh, I am rather busy right now. And same with you. Anything we can do to help? You hear a click. Okay. It's about that time as we go down to the shuttle bay. Roos, you're stepping out of the Proxima. Now, uh, Axelin, you're arriving with the Gyu, who are more or less crowded around your feet like a small child, just like hugging onto your leg for dear life kind of a thing. And, and this is our uh, shuttle bay. If you look to our left. Yeah. <laughs> Commander Roos, how's things going with Captain Ray? Things are stable, sir. How are you? My face is almost entirely repaired. I'll fill you in later. Uh, could I borrow Ensign Joy, please? Are you sure, sir? I'm going to take a shuttle somewhere, and uh, the luck I'm having today, I shouldn't be flying it. <clears throat> Go back to the ship and relieve Joy from her... Uh ship uh, shutdown duties. Uh, Anson Joy, if you wouldn't mind uh, piloting a shuttle with me and some uh, crewmen that we've rescued from the mining operation back to their uh, vessel. I'll happily give you and them a ride, sir. Wonderful, wonderful. Everyone, let's just make ourselves comfortable. And I try to just tell a funny anecdote, like a very mild, you know, could air on network TV level Talaxian funny story to put everybody at ease because I feel like these people probably have had the roughest day of their lives being ejected into space in an explosion. <laughs> I just I want to really really want them to go home feeling better. Yeah, presence command difficulty too. Okie dokie. If you and, roll uh, a complication know... here, I can't help if you. you. Would you like some help, sir? Apply. You have to help me out because I don't understand the social rules that well. Yeah, let me but uh, do, you, do you feel like spending two momentum would improve their attitude and outlook? It certainly would. All right, I'm going to try that because Talaxians have an infectious nature, but like in a good way, not in a <laughs> not in a um, pandemic way. Not Let's see here. Sort of way. <laughs> yeah, so Which... that actually would count as having an advantage. So you actually lower the difficulty down to a one. And this would, would a spree decor or negotiation or street smarts apply here? All would apply. Splendid. Okay, I'll give a quick roll. Okay, no complications. That's all I cared about. Let me you let tell me a funny anecdote. Oh, okay, good. Um, you tell a funny anecdote, and it seems to raise their spirits. At least they're not clinging to you as tightly. They do seem okay. to start trusting to move away, and they're kind of huddling in a corner of the shuttle. But they're not freaking out as much anymore, so that's positive. And then I said, the Ferengi in the gorilla suits gotta go. <laughs> they don't really answer or laugh, but they kind of look at each other like maybe the joke got lost in translation. <laughs> okay. 
Um, I have Joy slowly get us in range of their ship, and then uh, we'll ask if we can dock with them. Yeah. So we're going to skip ahead just a little bit here um, to everybody has gotten back on their appropriate ships. The Gyu have been returned to theirs. It's at this point that you can have certainly mined the Belitrium and put it into crates if you so wished. And I just wanted to be extra sure that I understood you are leaving the Belitrium here at this asteroid in beacon-marked crates. Is that correct? Yeah, that way they don't have to mine it, but they can come get it and, yeah. Okay. So you do all that, and you also get to hear from Esrol. You get to hear what's going on with Lovely Spark and the Z and all that going on. Um, My question is, as a group... Um, do you want to do anything else with the GU while you're here? Because they haven't really given you a whole lot of information. Most of what you know about them is coming from Roos and his intelligence fighting operation. Has, yeah. it, has, has this ship reached out to the planet to even let them know that we're here? No, and that might strike you as odd. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to talk to their leadership. And uh, at the very least, warn them about the potential danger now that their their star maps have been compromised. So yeah, we'll we'll absolutely need to contact the government. Yeah, I think we need to actually approach. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean we can or... say that having met these people and helped them out uh, is is a great way of you know making a good first impression. I mean, we might even, we, we might also be able to detect their planet-side laser receivers since that seems to be their primary commun- mode of communication and actually hit it from here to send I'll, a message there. I'll say that part of your uh, fact-finding mission was you found out where the major ones are. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. It wouldn't be real-time comms. Well, Helm, set a course for a stable orbit around the planet. In the meantime, we'll uh, workshop a message to send to their government. Uh, and we'll wish Captain Ray and his crew well. Ray doesn't really reply so much as he kind of harumps. Like, he's not exactly thrilled about the stories he's hearing from his crew. But he also doesn't, like, curse your name or anything because you're kind of a gift horse. and He doesn't want to, you know... Um, but he does at least tell you safe travels, and then he kind of just cuts comms. Okay. Yeah. So we'll let's go ahead and engage that course and uh, bring us to their home planet. Shall I leave rave mode engaged, Captain? Uh, I don't think it's going to be doing us any good now. Let's just switch back to our normal, uh, our normal <laughs> hall lighting. Of course, Captain. Although, when were you planning on using that protocol? If it didn't come up. I was waiting for the right opportunity to present itself, Captain. Maybe we should have some sort of dance contest or something one night. I'm always I was considering for, uh, if you were on an away if you were in a shuttlecraft on your birthday. Oh. Well that's very sweet. Thank you. It would have at least been surprising. No longer. I wonder what happened with the Z. At first contact, I mean, I wasn't confident it was going to work out, but they did escape some of them with their lives. The ambassador was very disheartened. Well, yeah, they seem like they're very passive, careful, 
considered creatures, you know? Someone acting impulsively and violently, I could see that going really badly for them. It would really set them on the back foot. And then obviously several of them getting killed in the exchange. Terrible, terrible. But I guess not every species you meet uh, has a friendly culture. But here's hoping that uh, we can find some way to make this situation a bit better. So. And on, and on that note, I think that's where we zoom out of the bridge and we sort of just see a shot of the Ager coming into orbit of a planet. I think that's where we're going to end today's session. We're new giant nice overlords. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I apologize for my accent, which was all over the place. But what did you guys think? So I think uh, an accent that's all over the place is a perfect good, a perfectly good uh, alien characteristic to have. Mm. Yeah. Mutable for- rodent vocal cords. Yeah. I forgot about that damn cat. <laughs> <laughs> There's the two constants. There's two constants to every game I run. There's a cat somewhere, and there's a Johnson or a Jeffrey or a Jensen. There's there's somewhere. They're always somewhere. And uh, every time I've played a captain in one of your games, a cat has attacked me. So, <laughs> <clears throat> is that my fault or your fault? Let's be honest. It's here. definitely my fault. I got all those those cat treats in my pocket, obviously. <laughs> Not gonna lie, when uh, when you beamed into the captain's lap, I'm like, well, this is either gonna end with the captain in sick bay or just. I can't believe I lost a fight to a cat. Oh my goodness! That I also really lost a nerve pinch to a cat. <laughs> so. We, uh, our kung fu is not the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what you need to have: anti-cat kung fu. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Roos can give those lessons. No, cat's I, kung I, fu I, is superior. <laughs> I, re- I really want to redact that part of our mission log. Honestly, <laughs> it's just like every, all that thirty. And nothing. Yeah, and nothing bad happened that involved a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Everything was fine. Nothing was ruined. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll twist stick around because we're going to raid somebody but YouTube. We'll see you later. Bye, YouTube. Bye.